What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network on Prime Time, which is presented to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will be talking more about them and the ride of the week. Final show for the CX-5 Grand Touring, by the way. We'll talk about them later on the show. But meanwhile, we'll focus all on Tyron Smith. Let's say you kind of missed everything that has happened since yesterday because you were busy at work or maybe you were traveling. Whatever happened, let me give you a super quick update on everything that has been going on today and last night. Because Tyron Smith went down on Wednesday's practice session in Frisco. We didn't know how serious it was. At first, there were some optimistic, uh, optimistic reports out there on the health status for the Cowboys' left tackle. It was reported that the ACL was intact, but later it turned out that it was a turn hamstring. Now, it's complicated because according to the reports, they say that there's also some knee damage because... The hamstring tore off the bone. And I'm, I'm no medic. I do not know anything about medicine. But that sounds insanely painful, first and foremost. And Tyron Smith didn't even limp out of the practice facility. It is being said that he could return in December. The surgery is already scheduled for Friday. So expect news tomorrow morning as well, I would say. But that December return is a question mark as well because it is not known whether or not he will return. However, the Cowboys are reportedly operating under the assumption that he will be back in December. And we had Jerry Jones on ESPN this morning. He was on first take in what was a pretty bizarre scene. You know, they didn't know that Tyron Smith was going to get injured. So it was pretty crazy that exactly this week, was the week in which First Stake was going to visit the star in Frisco. And it made for dramatic TV, I'm sure, because based on the video clips, a lot of people were there and a lot of people tuned into the show to listen to what Jerry Jones had to say. And among those things that he had to say, he mentioned that it was a setback and that they were going to have Tyler Tyron Smith for that playoff game for that San Francisco 49ers game of course referencing what happened early this year earlier this year even that might be in question however only time will tell but yeah that's what Tyron Smith's dealing with definitely sounds very painful uh, for those of you who missed the video last night uh, I might play it here a couple of times you get Tyron Smith climbing to the second level he goes down awkwardly and starts grabbing his knee Turns out there was knee damage there. So yeah, that leaves the Cowboys in a very tough spot, as you might imagine. And that leaves them specifically without any answer at left tackle, at least for the moment. Because we know, and we don't have to break this part down because we have been doing that for the last couple of weeks. We know that Josh Ball is not it. Just based on what has happened in training camp, what has happened in the preseason, Josh Ball is not ready to be your swing tackle for the 2022 season, let alone your left tackle. 
and actually have him starting in week one would be completely unacceptable. Could Matt Waletsko be it? Like, no, I don't think so. First and foremost, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So even if he pushes back his surgery, you know that he will be playing hurt. And that, and you know, just based on those two, reality tells you that you will not have Aviante Collins take over at left tackle or Isaac Alarcon or Eamon Simon. Those guys are not ready to be your starting left tackle. So my question for me to you guys is, because to me, there's only one viable in-house option for the Cowboys. And even that is kind of a shaky alternative. Would you like or dislike the Cowboys kicking Tyler Smith, the first round rookie, out to left tackle? Would you like that possibility or dislike it? Let me know in the comments. And while you do that, and before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the new 2022 CX-5 Grand Touring. It's got all-wheel drive features, third row seating, so that's perfect for families, adaptive cruise control. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot for your comfort. And if you, you know, you're working on the road, you can access Wi-Fi hotspot pretty easily. A sunroof and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 in the city. That goes up to 26 in the highway. But, you know, don't take my word for it. Go into the FreemanMazda.net website. Check out the interior pictures of this vehicle, the exterior pictures as well. and Just catch up on everything that FreeMazda is able to offer you because when you pick them, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So make sure you go into FreemanMazda.net and check it out. Now, back to Tyron Smith. Back to your answers. Would you like or dislike Tyler, the first round rookie, being kicked out to left tackle? Professor O says, like, only because of my options. Let's see. Tyler Smith, says Craig, is not ready. They're more ready than Josh Ball is, says Tommy915. Like for Bruno. Unfortunately, like, says Bruce got the toxic use. Dislike for Gregory. Craig says, awful decision. Absolutely not. Like it, says uh, Kenneth Fraser. Charlin Evans, yes, they do. Uh, Mazda has uh, on some of the vehicles, of course, autopilot. And in this case, the CX-5 Grand Touring is one of those vehicles. But you can, make, uh, you can check it out on the website for sure. I'm guessing that autopilot is the same as cruise control because that's what we call it in Spanish here in Mexico. Let me know otherwise, though. Uh, I mean, really, he was drafted for this situation just two years early. Let him place his 7-Eleven. Move still to left tackle, says Craig, and Collins to right tackle. All right, I will put a pin on that, and we will circle back. Uh, we will circle back to that later. But I, I dislike it. I don't like the idea of kicking Tyler Smith to left tackle. I really don't. I think that if we're sticking only with in-house options, that's the one, the, the one and only choice you can make. Josh Ball is not it. Matt Waletsko is not it. And some of the others that have been mentioned so far, also not it. If we are talking about a player that's already on the Cowboys roster, it's got to be Tyler Smith. He has worked out at, at guard, unfortunately, throughout all of training camp. Last time that he was working as a tackle was back in minicamp and the OTAs. 
the Cowboys then decided they were going to give him all of the reps of the guard. And the reasoning was pretty solid. You know, it sucks that Tyron Smith got injured and all of that. But I did like the idea of giving Tyler every single rep at guard because Mike McCarthy said if he has a foundation to work on, it will be easier for him to adapt to another position later. And I think he was right about that, especially because you were focusing, Tyler, on one side of the offensive line. So it's easier to transition from a left side position to another left side position instead of going from left to right. So quick note on Terrence Still, I don't even think he's a piece of this conversation. More on that later, maybe. But I dislike this idea, honestly. I think that, you know, if you kick Tyler Smith to the outside, I don't feel comfortable at all with that combination, starting at center of Tyler Vyadish, Connor McGovern, and Tyler Smith at left tackle. That sounds to me like one too many question marks. You know, I, I do have confidence in that the Cowboys will end up developing Tyler Smith into at least a good player. I don't know if he will be able to be like this legendary Dallas Cowboy that he will follow the footsteps of Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Lyle Collins, LOL. Uh, but I wouldn't like the idea of pushing him out to left tackle right now. I think the Cowboys need to go outside. They need to go shopping, free agency or trade market, whatever it is. But the answer to me is pretty clearly not on the roster right now. Let's see some of your comments here. Now, regarding what we said about what we said about the, the Terrence Steele situation, the Cowboys have been asked about moving Tyler Smith to left tackle, and they have not given us a, a public plan, which is obvious. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and even Tyler Smith, they've said that they're open to everything. I think the same for, for Dak Prescott. I don't, and one of the quotes was, he's a part of this puzzle. I think that was Kellen Moore, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Terrence Steele is a part of this puzzle. You're not going to move Terrence Steele from right tackle to left tackle and create yet another question mark on the right side. Steele did not play well at left tackle last year. That was, in fact, the instances in which he struggled. If you go back and watch Terrence Steele's games from 2021, you will see that he did a pretty decent job on the right side, not so much on the left side. That was where he struggled. And it makes sense because a lot of players, and, and for example, you, you've got offensive lineman guru, Duke Manyweather, he has spoken about this very topic and he has said that it's tough for a player to transition from one position, from one side of the offensive line to another. Maybe you can pull it off. Maybe you can't pull it off. There are some players that are pretty versatile, that are pretty, you know, they can easily adapt to any situation. Some guys like Daryl Williams, who maybe we will talk about more later on the show, that can play pretty much every spot on, across the offensive line. But to do that after all of training camp, weeks away from the regular season, would be a 
pretty high risk bet with potentially not that high of a reward. So I think that when we discuss what the, what the pieces to this whole puzzle are, Terrence Steele is not a part of this conversation. Terrence Steele is locked in at right tackle. Let's see some of your comments here, though. Uh, Craig says, go watch film. He was okay, and he will be just fine. Oh, I've watched the film. I I've watched the film. Still, still played better on the right side than he did at left. And the fact is, you have prepared him for the right for to play right tackle. And honestly, in today's NFL, in which you get edge rushers of top tier quality coming from all directions, if you're going to face guys like, uh, you know, maybe not on the Cowboys' schedule, but just to give you some examples, Joey Bosa plays on the right side. Same for Khalil Mack. This is this is uh, today's NFL. Michael Parsons. Where does Michael Parsons rush from? The right side. Are you really going to risk that entire development for Terrence Steele when, although it's the blind side, you also need a top-notch right tackle? I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to be the plan, though. Uh, I don't think he's a part of this conversation at all. Nor should he. JC tried to retire to 7-Eleven. I don't know if somebody was asking about uh, the center, but yeah, man, JC Treader retired. I'm sorry if I missed that comment, but yeah, he did. And, you know, it's definitely not a coincidence that he didn't get offers maybe because of his role in the Players Association. It kind of sucks, but it's the reality. The injury, says the real Darrell, will force Dallas to run the ball more and to get the ball out quicker with Tyron Smith out for sure. And, you know, I didn't like Jerry Jones comments about the offensive talent having to step up because it kind of sucks that he would say that after moving on from Lyle Collins for money reasons, or, you know, we can fool ourselves and say that it was the availability issues that he talked about on that opening press conference in training camp, but he moved on from, uh, they moved on from Lyle Collins, who was not really a question mark, if we're being honest with ourselves. He moved on from Connor Williams, who he was a question mark, but still you created an urgent need by moving on from him and having no backup plan at all. Because when they moved on from Connor Williams, Tyler Smith was not on this roster yet. So there's that. And then you have not brought in additional depth at wide receiver, even though the only experienced guy that you have on the roster is C.D. Lamb. And yet he's out there publicly saying that the, front of, that the offensive talent is the one that needs to step up. I don't disagree with that, but it was a comment that really got under my nerves. And I actually wrote an entire rant about it on adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got some people... Uh, we've got some people fighting on the YouTube chat, which is usually the case when a major injury like this one happens, I guess. Iceberg Sling says, Aviante Collins should be our left tackle, leaves me at left guard at, uh, and put Farniak in at center, right guard Steele, uh, no, right guard Martin and Steele at right tackle. I wouldn't feel confident at all with Aviante Collins at left tackle. 
I know he's been kind of trending upwards lately, at least based on my Twitter timeline. I think he has been trending upwards, honestly, just because, I mean, he might be a better option than Waletsko and Ball, sure. But he's not ready to start the left tackle. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. So that kind of gets us to the title of this video, 20 minutes into the show. But, you know, we had to talk about this entire conversation. On my nerves, on my nerves. <laughs> Shout out to Tuck for correcting me right there. I said under my nerves, I think. But yeah, that gets us to the top free agents that, in my opinion, are out there ready to be signed by the Dallas Cowboys. But I need to give you two disclaimers. Number one, there will be disagreements when we talk about who's a better option in free agency right now. And number two, none of these names is perfect nor should they be. You're not getting another Tyrants made in free agency late in August. You're not. You're not getting one the first day of free agency, actually, in March. So keep in mind, all of this are significant downgrades, honestly. So my top three free agents that are available right now in free agency, I will start with Eric Fisher. I know it's not the same Eric Fisher as before, in fact, he might be far from it, but he did play 15 games for the Indianapolis Colts last year. He had kind of a solid season with them. Maybe it was not up to Eric Fisher's standards, but still it was a solid season. Over the last four years, he's had a pass block win rate of over 87% each and every single one of those seasons. So at least you know that he is not done like many will kind of potentially say, he's 31 years old, so he can still play. Far from his prime, two-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Chances are Eric Fisher has not signed yet because he's been waiting for the right mix of money and playing time possibilities. And that's what he would get here in Dallas. That's my number one option. That's the guy that, to me, makes the most sense for the Dallas Cowboys. And once more, he, he might not have signed yet because he wasn't interested in being a swing tackle for any team. He was waiting for the right opportunity. This might be just that. Number two, to me, would probably be Daryl Williams, former Buffalo Bill. If you have watched Primetime for a while, you know that Daryl Williams is a guy that has been in my radar for a long time. Daryl Williams is physical he is tough he has ideal arm length 35 inch arms that's in the 87th percentile of the league's offensive linemen and when you watch him pull in the running game he can also do that in 600 snaps at right guard which was more or less his dominant position last year he allowed 14 pressures but that's probably the one that i the, the one thing that I consider the significant downside. He's played four spots across the offensive line in his NFL career. The one spot that he has played the least is left tackle. He only has 188 career snaps at left tackle compared to about 3,000 total that he's had or, some, or a crazy number like that. His dominant position might be on the right side. 
He's almost 30 years old. I do not know how he has been preparing for this season. So maybe that would have uh, a, an important weight on this decision. Barry Williams has not played a lot of left tackle, but he's a good offensive lineman in other spots. And that can also be a projection of how you can do in, in different spots. So yeah, I would like Daryl Williams as well from free agency. And then the last one, and this might be the most controversial of them all, is Jason Peters. I know. I know. He is 40 years old. So was Andrew Whitworth. And, and that's not the point because they're different guys at the end of the day. And not everyone is as durable. But you know what? Here is the fact. He played 15 games last year. He did. And honestly, he was not bad. There was this terrible game that, which, that, that he had early in the year versus the Cleveland Browns, the one in which they sacked Justin Fields nine times. That day, Peters looked terrible. But he played 15 games last year, and he was the 21st best tackle in the league. So you're telling me that Jason Peters is 100% done. He should never play a single down of football again. Let me, let me see him. You know, let me see him play. Because the last time that we saw him do that, he was not bad. I mean, once more, I'm not expecting to get a pro bowler. I'm not, expected, I'm not expecting to get an upgrade for Tyron Smith. I'm expecting a downgrade. I'm just saying Jason Peters is old, but he played last year and he, he did a solid job of it. Let's see some of your answers here because my question for me to you guys is which free agent tackle would you like to see the most in Dallas? Iceberg Slim says Jason Peters is 40. No, no way. No Eagles says Bruce got the toxic years. But, you know, on the flip side, you also get to piss off Eagles fans. So not bad at all. Two birds with one stone. Peters actually knows the division as well, says Craig. Williams is Gregory. Uh, Eric Fisher is 7-11. Tommy915 says probably Fisher. I don't think Whitworth uh, wants to play. Oh, no. Whitworth does not want to play. I was comparing Peters with Whitworth just because of the age. But, yeah, Andrew Whitworth retired. And, I mean, he was with the L.A. Rams. He's a former Cincinnati Bengal. I'm not sure he would, like, want to come back to the Cowboys if he was to come back, right? Among these three, Peters, based on health, says Shane Carter, who did a tremendous job. Shout out to Shane. Round of applause to Shane because he, he went to sleep late last night just to have you covered the moment that you woke up on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Uh, Fisher or Isaiah Wynn, says Nicholas. You know, uh, Isaiah Wynn, who is not a free agent, is definitely in a conversation as well. We talked about him before the Tyron Smith injury because we wanted a swing tackle. Isaiah Wynn definitely in play. Getting ready for to play right tackle for the Patriots, but he just played left tackle over uh, the 2021 season, and he was good at it. I think he's been this physical offensive lineman that could fit the Cowboys. And somebody asked, where, uh, how much do you need to get someone like, someone like Isaiah Wynn? 
I would say day three draft pick, like we discussed earlier on the week. I don't think Win is expensive because he comes along with a $10 million cap hit. And that, and you know, he's on a contract year. I think, I think Win is in play here as well. Somebody mentioned in social media, I cannot remember who it was. Somebody mentioned Laramie Tunsil. But let me open up Laramie Tunsil's over the cap website really quick. Because that that's it, that that one is a tough one. He has a cap number of $17 million in 2022. And then in 2023, that cap number goes up to 35. I, I do wonder how viable that would be because you're not sticking with both after this year. So is there a way to make the financials work on that one? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But of course, Laramie Tunsil playing with the Houston Texans, you know that those teams are always selling. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not sure about that one being an option. Isaac Alarcón says, Nicolas Ramos, what do you think about him? I think I've been asked this a lot today because you guys know that Isaac Alarcón, he's my guy. He's my pet cat. I want him on this roster and I want him badly on this roster. I think this doesn't change things a lot from him, for him because I think he's fighting for that spot uh, more or less at the bottom of the 53-man roster. He's not ready to start in the NFL. So... I don't think this changes things a lot for him. He still has that battle uh, for, for, he's still battling for a roster spot. But I think that whoever Tyron was on this roster, he, I'm hoping he gets replaced by an outsider. So things will likely not change a lot for him. He plays for the Dolphins, as Professor O, uh, talking about Teron Armstead, I think. Yeah, Teron Armstead plays with the Dolphins. He's definitely not available there. Shane Carter says the cap goes up next year too. Yeah, next year for Laramie Tunsil, the number is at 35 million. But the one thing that I wonder is, uh, because from what I can see, he has no guaranteed money left on that final year. So technically you could get him. But if you move on from him, you get $16 million in that money for the 2023 season. So the financials are tough with that uh, Larry Mitonsil contract. I don't think he's in play as much as Isaiah Wynn might be. He also had the same injury as Tyron Smith. So 7-11, no, the Texans would take a big dead money hit. Yeah, definitely not something that's kind of working. Kenneth Williams, shout out to Kenneth Williams. Keep it up, Kenneth, and your other account. No, what, what is up? Kenneth Williams says, you are an idiot, and that's all I'm going to say. Goodbye. Now, I don't know if he was talking to Tommy because I know they were kind of in the middle of a heated debate there <laughs> or who that was too, but I hope that Kenneth's Thursday gets better, man. Is Larry Allen still free to Samuel Rowe? There you go. Now we're talking. Now we are talking. Let's turn this whole season into an ultimate team format. And let's feel better about where the Cowboys are at. You know, all kidding aside, 
I think there's no excuse for the Cowboys here. Like, they need to go get somebody. Because trusting Tyler Smith to kick to the outside and, you know, having that those three consecutive question marks starting at left tackle, going all the way into center, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And Dak Prescott probably deserves better, man. Uh, Dak Prescott needs somebody to really provide more answers for this offensive line. Tyler Smith can provide answers at left guard. I don't doubt that, that he can't. But he's already a question mark in being just a rookie that needs to clean up a lot of his game. And then you're going to put that question mark at left tackle and play with another question mark at left guard. Not a recipe for success, I would say. The Cowboys need to go get somebody. Honestly, I am quite confident that they will, even though we are used to them not being too aggressive in free agency. I think they I think they end up bringing somebody in. I don't know who. I don't know if it will be a name that we didn't discuss today because there are a lot of offensive tackles. By the way, I was meaning to make this point. There's Brian Bulaga. There's Mike Remmers. There's, there's uh, Nate Solder, Marcus Cannon, Sam Tevy, who the Cowboys actually worked out in April. So there are options. And they might end up bringing somebody that's not this huge name, but still someone that's decent enough. How's Isaac Alarcón doing, says Juan Castillo. I don't know how he played versus the Chargers. I don't think he had nine snaps only versus the Chargers. And that's a very limited sample size. Uh, I always zero in on Isaac when he gets on the field. I, I cannot say that I learned anything new about him on those nine snaps. But then again, pretty limited snap count for him versus the Chargers. We'll see if he gets more playing time in week three. Uh, in, to put it into perspective, he had 22 plays versus Denver Broncos. And in those 22 plays, we saw him do a lot of different stuff. Whereas in those nine plays versus the Chargers, we didn't get to see. I think one of those nine plays which was actually a kneel down. So that should give you an idea. He did get away with a false start, I believe. <laughs> Shout out to Isaac. He, he did get away with a false start, I think, on that Chargers game. They're not signing anyone, says Mel Hayes. I think they are, Mel. I, I will be optimistic on this one. I think, and there have been reports about this, they might have already been looking for somebody even before the injury, which makes sense because we were kind of expecting them to anyways, right? Oh, we've got Burl Killer, by the way. Feisty Chat tonight, says uh, Burl Killer. And Toxic Tom wasn't even around. Thank you for your comment and your donation, Burl. Yeah, it's feisty. It, it, is, it was supposed to be feisty because it's a tough situation to figure out, man. It is. Craig says, I am trading for memes. He is a big outside receiver. Oh, Denzel memes asking to be traded. That's definitely a player that I would look at. However, I'm not sure the Cowboys would just based on how they have, uh, how they have handled this whole wide receiver situation. I think they probably would have already going, you know, and gotten somebody. I think they really like their guys and the Michael Gallup news that came out recently about him potentially coming back before week five kind of makes me think they're not trading for memes. I would be interested in that though, Craig, definitely. Uh, give me Craig. I like that's, that's a player that I, uh, 
that I would love on the team, Denzel Mims. I don't think they do, though. Billy Bailey says, I'm glad it happened now versus later. It gives more reps to whoever takes that spot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a, not the greatest silver lining of them all, <laughs> but it is a silver lining. I agree with Billy. Simi Fehoko will exceed expectations as a wide receiver too, says Nicholas. Oh, you know, if he is wide receiver too, then definitely he is exceeding expectations. <laughs> yeah, man, the chat, the chat is on fire tonight, on, especially on the YouTube side of things. By the way, do me a favor. If you're watching the show and you're enjoying, whether it's the actual content uh, from your host on the show or the content from the chat, take a moment to hit the like button. And I say that because, you know, the chat is a part of the show. That is one of the biggest objectives in primetime, to get you guys involved in a conversation with, with myself here. Uh, I know I've got the microphone in front of me, but the show is about everybody. Jerry won't trade nobody to get a receiver because why trade Cooper in the first place is Joe, who is watching from Italy. So yeah, there you go. Anyways, before we get out of here, I have one more question for you guys. And this is not related to Tyron Smith or Tyler or, or you know, uh, Tyler either. Who are you zeroing in on on Friday's preseason finale? The Cowboys will play the Seattle Seahawks at 7 p.m. Central. It's the last game of the, of the preseason. So I'm pretty sure most of you will tune in. If you are planning on tuning in to see Tyler Smith play at left tackle, then make plans, go out, see your friends and family, because you're not getting that. Uh, Tyler Smith is not playing tomorrow night because of his ankle injury, an injury that has kept him out of the, you know, of the latest practices which in itself is also a concern because if you want to kick out uh, Tyler to left tackle, you might not even get a lot of practice reps for him over the next few days here. So what are you zeroing in on? Let me see your answers here really quick. Uh, whoever is playing left tackle, says Todd. Todd, I don't blame you. Uh, that's, a, that's a good thing to zero in on. Renes says Josh Ball, LOL. Joseph and Wright says Craig. Those two are a good answer because, you know, those two are prime candidates to be surprise cuts. I have them both making the roster still, but either one of those could be in a surprise next Tuesday. Jalen Tolbert says Nicholas and whomever plays cor uh, corner ball. The kicker says Bruce got the use. Stephen White was saying ball. Uh, the kicker for uh, Jeffrey. I know Jeffrey just said Renee. I'm sorry. Peyton Hendershot says Shane Carter putting pressure on the team to make the 53. That would be interesting. That would be interesting if, if Hendershot ends up earning a, a roster spot, which would probably be Sean McKeon's uh, roster spot. O-line in general, to be honest, Tolbert. Let's see, Tolbert, special teams. Those are pretty mo um, more or less the answers. Stephen White, I like this one. Madwell, let's go. I also want to see the, the Cowboys offensive lineman, but Waletsko is an interesting one if he plays. He has been injured. He's been back in practice. He's had two under his belt now in pads. We have not seen him in contact yet. 
Billy says, I want to see Sam Williams boost his confidence and be ready to help contribute week one. He will get that chance, probably, Billy, because he's been playing, he's been playing deep into these preseason games, man. Sam Williams has. Makes sense because when you look at his snap counts, it's not like he's getting this outrageous number of snaps. But there's so much rotation going on on the Cowboys defensive front that you get to see Sam Williams out there deep into the fourth quarter. They're on bland. All right, my answer is wide receivers and quarterbacks. That's I, I want to learn more about Jalen Tolbert. I want to learn more about Dennis Houston. I don't think they've gotten a lot of chances uh, to do so in the first couple of preseason games. Let's see if Will Greer is able to, you know, put the sherry on top of his strong training camp in preseason because Will Greer might end up being the backup. We saw him uh, versus the Chargers. He was aggressive. He made plays. He took risks. So I want to see Will Greer earn this job. Let's go get it, Mr. Greer. Change things up at the quarterback position. I would love for that to happen. And Will Greer is just fun to watch. Todd says, my West Virginia boy, Will. Man, he was fun in college. Like, he was, he was legitimately fun. Fergie has <laughs> Stephen White. Tolbert needs to step it up, says Craig. Yeah, man, I want to see more from, from, from Tolbert. Uh, as I have said previously, you know, I'm not panicking or anything like that about Jalen Tolbert. But he has had two drops and that incident when he stepped out of bounds in a, in a play that he probably could have stayed inbounds with a little bit better awareness. But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to the show. I hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend. I hope that you guys are able to shake off the Tyron Smith injury as you head into Friday. Try not to think about it. Try to enjoy your Friday night plans, your Saturday night plans. If you're into college football, happy Saturday. Uh, you know, we're getting it back finally. No good games at all. We're not getting good games, I think. But we are getting uh, at least college football back on Saturday. So, you know, I'm excited about that as well. Formula One on Sunday in Belgium. But anyways, thank you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor and hit the like button as you walk out of the stream. It takes about one second and it really helps out a lot. And remember that Primetime was presented to you by FreemanMazda.net. Check out their ride of the week, the Freeman Mazda CX-5 Grand Touring on their website. And I will see you all on Sunday night, and I'm pretty sure that we will have plenty to discuss. <laughs> Tommy, yeah, I do. Tommy says that I always read the comments that I shouldn't. That is true, man. <laughs> that is so true. It's because I trust you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I will see you on Sunday night. Bye-bye.